0: Hey y'all, this is Justin Mitchell from the Sun-Herald in Biloxi, Mississippi, and this is Out Here in America. Every other week, we're talking to members of the LGBTQ community across the country about their lives.
1: Up next to the stage, please just care.
0: Today we're talking to Danny Landry, the managing partner of Vobar & Grill a popular spot in Biloxi that serves LGBTQ people as well as anyone else who walks through its doors. It's also home to one of the most popular ongoing drag performances on the entire Gulf Coast.
1: We have the future of drag on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We have queens that are going to break the mold.
0: Vaux recently had to expand into a bigger space on the east side of town. We met up with Danny ahead of a busy night to talk about those vixens of Vaux Mississippi being more open-minded than a lot of people give it credit for, and how Danny's passion for serving his community took an unexpected
1: turn. As a kid, I thought I was gonna be a priest. I know. It's my, my, <laughs> here
0: my, we are. Here we are. <laughs> uh, I'm running a progressive bar, but um... stick around for all that and more on Out Here in America. You know, I'm gonna get an attitude
1: check. One, two, three. All right, please give it up and make a lot of noise. She goes by the professional name of Caramel DeVille. On average, we have two to three drag shows a week. We do a spotlight challenge on Wednesday nights. So whether you're a drag queen, a drag king, a bio king, a bio queen, you know, male performer, whatever you want to do. What is a bio queen? It's a biological woman who dresses in drag and performs as a female. Oh. It's not very well known on the coast. I mean, typically on the Gulf Coast, we're known for pageantry, we're known for, you know, fishy queens, and we're really opening the door for shock and uh, comic, and we're really trying to embrace everything that drag is as an art form.
0: Why do you think that's so important
1: here? I think... For me, growing up in the community, I was always different, and not just because, you know, I'm a bisexual male, but because I, I don't know, I just, I love the arts. And to me, that's what Biloxi is, is an art form. It's a melting pot, and I think that we are offering people a chance to see a side of the Gulf Coast, specifically, that we don't really, you know, showcase a lot. Like, it's, it's more accepted here than I would say it's in northern Mississippi, but... You know, it's just another aspect of our culture that has just kind of been swept under the rug. Biloxi does have a variety of culture.
0: When I was in college, I left and went to college in Hattiesburg, but I never, like, knew the gay scene here or what the gay scene was. I was young. I wasn't really out then. And I remember the first time I came back down, I went to a gay bar here, and it was so different than Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg was very much like a college student, just a bunch of like young white kids looking (laughs) around, like really seedy spaces on the sides. Like you don't really know what's going on over there. But like here, you just go in and it was just like, old people and young people, people of every color, but drag queens, they really do stand for performance and art, but also, like, this identity, and I never realized until I started doing this
1: podcast, like, how many drag performers we have on the coast. We have an abundance, and we have an abundance here, actually, from the Gulf Coast, but most of them, because they didn't fit a certain stereotype, because they weren't pageant queens or, you know, super fishy, or they didn't fit a mold they venture on to like New Orleans or Tennessee or Atlanta and I've always been a firm believer that you shouldn't have to leave to leave your mark absolutely you know like in this bar I think we do a great job of making sure that everyone's included and everyone's accepted and like it's very interesting to see people are accepting and embracing what we're doing here so what we are doing is not normal It is the antithesis to your stereotypical show. Our first contestant is Miss Annie Bella. You know, we create a community. We create a drag family. None of the queens are catty, and there's more of a a support system in the back. I've had drag queens perform live, like sing the song live. We had Drag Kings and Andy Black, I don't know if you've ever seen her, she's amazing. Just like she came out in like a baby doll dress with a butcher knife and cut open a teddy bear and ripped out intestines, kind of like shock and awe. Creepy clowns have been hanging out in random parts of town. Creepy clown sight. It's different. A lot different from pageant songs. Exactly. And- it's much more than, you know, someone putting on a garment and, you know, mashing their lips around for three minutes.
0: It's almost like you're creating a space for the outsiders in a community
1: of outsiders. Exactly. Well, because that's, that's how I've felt as part of the LGBT community. Always felt like an outsider not part of the, the it crowd. I prefer to go to straight bars because I could walk in and not feel judged. Whereas if I went into a gay bar, when I walked in, I instantly felt judged or, you know, sized up or ridiculed or, or those things. So what we strive to do here is build relationships with every person that walks through the door. And whether that's an entertainer, whether that's a patron, you know, that's what we shoot for. And my queens are the same way. You know. I
0: call it the instant side eye. When you walk into a gay bar, it's instantly like the entire group of people just looks at you right? and they <laughs> look you up and down and then they go back and they either talk about you, which is very obvious, or they continue their conversation. right? I struggle a lot with my weight and my body style, and I feel like even here in the South, people think gay people have to look a certain way, and if they don't, right. you, you get those instant darts and glares as soon as you walk
1: into a bar. Well, it's the Adonis complex, you know, the the super alpha, the, you know, you have to be chiseled and you have to look this way, and I've been through all of that, and I'm just, I'm happy now. Like, I've been as small as a size 30, and I'm now I'm comfortable, you know, at a 36. Like. I work hard every single day of my life to make a difference in the community. I don't really care what, you know. So do you work hard for this bar that you manage to make others not feel unaccepted? We don't care what you look like. We don't care the color of your skin. We just want you to come in and have a good time. Everyone deserves a safe space and everyone deserves a place where they can come in and not worry about anything, you know?
0: Can you kind of like walk me through a drag show? I've never been to a drag show here, and yours sound a lot different than other drag shows I've okay. normally seen. So on a
1: typical show, either myself or one of the queens will emcee. From Ocean Springs, Mississippi, giving up for the fabulous, the wonderful Miss of Wood! Your typical show here is going to be either Caramel DeVille, of Wood, or Champagne Monroe from Mobile. Typically they open the show with a group number. It could be a musical number. It could be a choreographed number, something along those lines. Please. And then they'll bring out the queens in, in order, and then they almost always close out with a group number as well.
0: It's almost like you're paying a, a cover to get in to see like a theater production. Right, well, it's, it's, just,
1: it's more uh, thought out. Um, typically we meet on an, at a drag brunch. After drag brunch, we have a drag meeting and we just pitch ideas and just bounce them back and forth and say okay well these are the concepts that i would love to see happen that rib me a lot because i have four show directors okay well it's not common typically you have one show director and they put together all of the shows but i give them i give them an outline and i say this is what i want to see happen you're free pretty much to do what you want to do within these guidelines And then what's really cool is sometimes what one of the queens has as an idea would work better for another queen than it would for them. So they just pass and and help grow each other. Right. And just fully like support. It's really cool, especially to see such young queens thriving in a market that is not, you know, it's not known for that. We're known for like legends like Tony D or, you know, Estelle Suarez, she's been around forever. Love oh, her. <laughs> everything. I love her. But they're just a different aesthetic than what these girls are bringing. And the beauty of drag is there is a place for everybody. There's a seat at the table for everyone. That speaks to what we as a community are striving, you know, we, we strive for equality, but this is truly like an equal stance, you know? I wanna see a Mississippi queen on RuPaul's track Race. Absolutely. I'm telling you, the queens to watch out for on the coast right now are Alotta Wood and Caramel DeVille because they are bringing to the table something different every single night. Up next to the stage, Caramel DeVille. I literally heard a bar patron last night, have you seen Caramel DeVille? She's telling her friend, have you seen Caramel DeVille? She said, I didn't know if he was a dude or if he was a chick and she was so gender fluid and it just blew her mind that someone could just embody that amount of sexuality and just... Bring it to watch these girls mold their own career to Listen to feedback and then say, you know what you're right. This didn't work to watch a lot of perform live Vocally is something that she's wanted to do and drag And she just wasn't Sure, because most places, when you're booked to do drag, you're booked to lip-sync. Why not sing live? Why not sing live? Why not play a music? I mean, instrument? I would just throw the dollar bills. Right, like, exactly. Yes, girl. We're actually working on putting a song together with some of the girls, and that being their intro, because you know how every drag show has an intro, and it's usually yeah. something like Jamie James, Fashionista, or like we do, Diamonds as a Girl's Best Friend. But we want something that's more authentic and more them. Because these girls are authentic and different. Exactly. We need something that speaks to who they are as people and who they are as artists. And our patrons that come to the shows, we see them regularly because they know they're going to be entertained.
0: It's such a great thing that there are these new weird, out-there-out-the-box of voices, but they're staying here, and they're making their brand, and they're building their brand. All these girls' names you are saying they're on posters at every gay bar on the coast, and even straight bars Mm -hmm. performing, because straight bars are now even getting into the drag action. We
1: actually... I'm glad you said that. (laughs) We do a Vixens of Vaux tour. That's what the show directors, that's what I call them, uh, the Vixens of Vaux, and we just started touring, so we go... Um, and it's not anything huge, but it's really interesting to watch. And we've done a good job of partnering with bars who can help represent our brand. Like JukeJoin is someplace where we feel comfortable and they're very all-inclusive. Kahuna's is also an all-inclusive establishment. They have several gay members of their team. So, you know, we're trying to really just showcase that there's more to the Gulf Coast and really open up the eyes of other people that, you know, it's okay to be different, you know, and really it's okay to go to a bar and have fun and see something that you wouldn't normally see. Straight people love drag shows more than gay people love drag shows, I swear. (laughs) Every
0: time there's a group of straight people just at a drag show, they're always the ones dancing and having the most fun. But I think it is more of a big deal than you give it credit for because, you know, if you talk to people and say, yeah, these straight bars and just everyday restaurants, they hold drag shows in Mississippi. People literally look at you like... What do you mean? You know, and it, I think it's a bigger deal than people let on, especially in a place like the South, where so many of these people have kind of been stuck in this corner for so long, and now they're finally finding this small voice to come out and be who they are. Well, I think it's our generation
1: that is really like, you know, we lived under the baby boomers for so long, and we, we've—it's time for our voice to be heard. And and I think we care about our community, and we always have. Like, I grew up in St. Martin before St. Martin was as big as it is now. And, you know, D'Iberville before D'Iberville has turned into what it is. So, like, I remember this very small community of, you know, churchgoers and, and things like that, but also remembering my group of friends from high school, we were all different, every single one of us. And I think people often have this stereotype of what Mississippi is, but I think that stereotype stops at a certain line in Mississippi. I think Hattiesburg and down is very inclusive you know, even Jackson is more inclusive than I think people give credit for, you know. People forget about Jackson. It's true. It's, true. it's sad. Well, we actually, um, we have an all-male review that comes once a month, and it is three to four actual male performers, which is a real thing. Male pageantry is a thing in the gay community. It's just kind of, it's not as well known as it used to be. And then we put in drag kings with it and we turn it into this like full night production. And it's, it's very interesting to watch because the male performers are every bit as bejeweled as the you know pageant queens yeah. are. So it's just really interesting to see like that masculine feminine blend. What can we do to blur that line from Hattiesburg up into the rest of Mississippi? I think we're on the right path. I think establishments like myself and like Sips and Juke, we're all reaching out to each other and seeing how we can be all-inclusive and all-encompassing and just really love each other, you know, and also not staying quiet. You know, if there's an injustice, speak up. Mississippi, for so long, when things were done backwoods, things were just kind of swept under the rug and nobody would say anything out of fear. But I think if we just keep embracing culture and not letting it fall to the wayside, I think we can push it further along. I don't think Mississippi is that far from being a blue state, to be honest with you.
0: I guess it'll be really interesting this voting season, though. We have a lot of shakeups happening, so we, I guess we'll see. We do. People are really hoping we have, like, a Doug Jones Alabama moment, and maybe we will. I mean, it, it's everything's up in the air. It's a complete toss-up. So how's the move been so far from downtown Biloxi to East Biloxi?
1: It's been a change. Like, it's been... Um, We've seen a difference in, you know, clientele and that kind of thing. So we're, we're really rebranding ourselves from what we used to be to what we are now.
0: Yeah, at the old spot, which was kind of in downtown Biloxi, and it was just like this really dark and smoky and like little bitty club. And this place is really open. And it's in a totally different part of town that a lot of locals really know. I mean, if you're from East Biloxi, it's
1: like a Biloxi thing. Right, it's definitely a Biloxi spot. I mean, we're right across from Lee Bakery, which is a staple in the Biloxi community. So you know, they have like the best French bread on the Gulf Coast, so.
0: What do you think this bar does for the gay community here?
1: I think that we give everyone a place to be heard. I'm very open. And by that, I mean, we really give a platform and break away from that stereotypical gay bar because we don't care if you're gay, straight, bisexual. It's not like, You're a person, you're human, and that's what we want you to have, an experience here. Um, Our ultimate goal would be to be a Hamburger Berries of the South, you know? It's not about being gay, it's kind of about progress. We consider ourselves a progressive bar. As the times change, so will we're going to keep growing and keep evolving because as the community evolves, it's going to need something different than a place where you can come in and we're not gonna judge you if you're not dressed a certain way or you don't look a certain way. And I am a gay Christian, and I think that speaks volumes to how I run my bar, is I'm going to love you the way that Christ would love you, because it's not my place to judge you. It's my place to show you acceptance. If I can offer you guidance, then help you. If not, if I can't, find someone that can, you know?
0: Do you think people realize how important
1: gay bars are to the LGBTQ community in Mississippi? You know, I don't think so. I have a different... Perspective on this uh, because the age of the gay bar is dying, truthfully. You know, it started with you would go to a gay bar for sanctuary, but you would also go as a safe place to meet people, you know. But I think as Adam for Adam and Craigslist and Grindr and Scruff and all of those apps have come out, it's really impacted the gay community in a way that it's not necessary for you to go into an establishment to meet someone, but it is nice to go be able to stop in with that person and have a safe space to meet.
0: Does it worry you though? Because there are no community outreach centers here. It's always been the bar. Any gay event that happens here, a gay bar is behind it. Anything LGBT positive in this community, in Mississippi, in the South, there has to be some kind of gay bar connection. And while I think you're totally right about finding someone, what happens to these spaces if people stop going to them? But I really think that young people are starting to come to bars again, from what I've been
1: seeing. So is it coming full circle? I mean, I just think it was a weird phase. Like I think for a long time, as the trends were changing and there was that huge health food movement and there's like, I'm not drinking, I'm going to drink my water and I'm going to you know, eat my kale salad and I'm going to go work out, you know, <laughs> salad, and, yes. and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think um, my biggest demographic right now, I would say is 18 to 25 and I love it. They make you feel alive and, and question things and think about things differently and how they see it, and also help see how we can shape and reach out to the community. Um, we are, in partnership with the Equality Fest. And the end game for Equality Fest is to have an LGBT center. Something that's probably not commonly known about me is I have a very soft spot for homeless people. And a large portion of the homeless community is LGBTQ youth, because they don't have a safe space to go, particularly in the South.
0: They really don't? So
1: I think, ultimately, one way or another, outreach is always going to be here, because there are people who genuinely care about the community no matter how big or small their light is, they're still shining in the darkness. And even if this bar closed, I would still find a way to make sure that I'm involved in the community because people need help.
0: Do you think you'll be doing good in Biloxi
1: for a long time? Do you see yourself staying here? You know, when we when I started taking over the bar, we were already here. And I questioned it. But anything that we can do to Help grow the local community. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I have no intentions of us moving from Biloxi or, or whatever. Where there's a will, there's a way. I'm a very strong willpower, so, you know, we're going to be here.
0: Thanks to Danny for sitting down with me and to Amanda McCoy and Davin Coburn for producing Out Here in America. We'll be back in two weeks with more stories like this. But in the meantime, subscribe to Out Here in America on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Leave us a review, and we'll see y'all soon on Out Here in America.